Think back to when you were a kid. You're browsing the candy store. You're with your parents. And you see a candy bar. And you really want the candy bar, and you decide to take it. <laughs> I think every kid has, has done this in the past. Uh, it doesn't make you a bad person, but imagine that 5, 10, 20 years later, people still bring up that time that you stole that candy bar from the local store. That's what we're talking about on this episode of Addict. You know, it's pretty wild. I've done a number of speaking events on a variety of topics, including addiction, finance, computer security. I was featured on the local news to promote my business. I was on uh, national news outlets speaking about politics and political viewpoints. And this is probably the most nervous I've ever been to speak. But I am finally recording an episode. I recorded the teaser a few months ago, and I considered kind of just backing out. And honestly, I just couldn't convince myself of a good reason to quit before I even started to just so I just kept brainstorming. And at one point, I even tried to sell my equipment on Reddit, and users were more than supportive of the idea and recommended trying it before selling it. So I'll just continue brainstorming ideas until I could either motivate myself enough to start recording or convince myself of a reason to quit whatever happened first. Then a week or two ago, a visitor entered my business and the topic of addiction came up and that it's National Recovery Month. And our conversation coupled with some irrelevant local small town drama and like I said, September being National Recovery Month reignited my inspiration for the podcast and it drove me to building it in a bit of a different format. Instead of focusing solely on -on one-on-one interviews with people that you may or may not even even heard of, uh, I think it'll be more helpful and beneficial to everybody if we just tackled various topics like relationships during recovery, spirituality versus religion, and why don't they just quit? And I think bringing guests on to tell their stories and talk about those topics and cover those topics in better ways than I can will be more beneficial to the listeners, whether you're in recovery or not. So I think that's the way we're going to move forward with the podcast, Um, and let's get on to this episode's topic. So circling back to the beginning of the episode, I want you to take a second. Think about a time that you've done something wrong. Think of the time that you felt the most ashamed or humiliated. Maybe you stole something or maybe you had too much to drink at a party. And think of how you felt. The shame, the embarrassment, that sinking feeling in your stomach. Now imagine years down the road. Anytime you do anything, good or bad, there is somebody that pops up to remind you of that time that you did that thing that you were so embarrassed or humiliated about. Did you receive a job promotion? They're there to knock you down. Did you embarrass yourself again? Well, they're there to double down and remind you of the other times that you embarrassed yourself. 
this is something that was hard for me to get over. Uh, I am my own biggest critic and my own worst enemy when it comes to judging myself. To be fair, though, I just kept fucking up. Why would anybody ever trust me on the hundredth time that I decided to get clean and quit? It took a while and a lot of work on myself to be able to live with the things that I've done to support my habit. I've stolen from my deceased father. I've sold irreplaceable heirlooms. Identity theft was my thing. I've stolen checks and credit cards from cars. One time I stole a check from my mother and I turned around and I sold it to my brother for cash. I've done some horrific, shameful, and unspeakable things. I used to work in cybersecurity, and one of our service offerings that we offered was data destruction. We would receive pallets upon pallets of devices from hospitals and schools, among other places, destroy the data on the hard drives, and certify that the data was wiped. And afterwards, my employer would then either recycle the computers or refurbish them and sell them. So I started to take the laptops out of the garbage and to refurbish them myself so that I could sell them at the local pawn shop. I sold items at this pawn shop for years. We were such regulars that the owner started giving out lists of items to get for them. We were all so close that he'd even post bail for his frequent customers and whenever they got caught. Anyway, the point is, is that we were all close and they knew all about the dirt I was pulling. Fast forward to 2015, whenever I got clean, I was sentenced to a drug court program that consisted of two inpatient rehabs, intensive outpatient, and years of supervision by probation in the courts. Shortly after my rehab tour, my wife and I moved to a nearby town that was a bit closer to the courthouse that I was being supervised by. Interestingly, the better things were getting for us, the more vocal the critics were. So about two weeks ago, this pawn shop owner I mentioned before decides to write a laughably lengthy diatribe about me and dug up a lot of my past crimes that are years old. And it was an attempt to throw them in my face and an attempt to embarrass or humiliate me. An older version of me would have let those words burrow into my brain and kind of worm around, constantly living there, eating from the insides just to be silenced by that next shot. Fortunately, I've confronted myself and found peace in what I've done. I'm not dumb. I was a degenerate with one goal in mind, and it was to get high and step on whatever or whoever I needed to get there. People often ask me when this happens, like, what can you do? And unfortunately, the answer really is is not a lot. Those people that follow you around and they constantly kick up dirt in your face, they're struggling too, and you can't fix them. You can't allow them to make you feel any kind of way. They are struggling too, maybe even worse than you. They're thirsting for a reaction. Don't give it to them. Instead, you need to turn inwards and work it out yourself. Being hung up on your past is 100% an internal personal problem that only you can fix. We've all done terrible things, but those things that are stepping stones for who you are. The lady I mentioned in the beginning that visited my business said to me, your past does not define you, but it does make you who you are. Imagine... If Junior Johnson was never an alcohol smuggler, he may not have went on to revolutionize the way that NASCAR races today. Employment was a requirement for drug court, so I learned quickly how the human resources offices view felons. I quickly decided that if I wanted to get out of this hole, I needed to work for myself, and I immersed myself in the local entrepreneur and small business scene. I'm actually going to cover the similarities between addicts and entrepreneurs in a future episode, but I want to share an important thing that I learned, and it's great leaders own their mistakes. They don't place blame, and they don't look for excuses. They own their mistakes, 
get over it and keep moving past it towards our goal. Your story is your weapon, not theirs. Your weapon can be a sword or a shield, but you cannot stand to be disarmed and allow your own story to become your worst enemy. It is your weapon. Next time you're challenged with something from your past, let them talk it out. Let them talk about it. And then follow up with what you're currently doing. My name is Kirk. I was a hacker. I'm an addict. I'm a felon. I was an information security engineer. I was a web developer. I was a crypto trader. I'm an investor. I'm a small business owner. And I guess a podcaster. Until next time.